0: Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. White, couple of jab steps, comes up shooting top three, bam, put him in the Hall of Fame. Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. What more, what more y'all want me to prove, man? Levine with the runway, lays it in! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. It's Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep, where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Joining me now, Matt Peck. Locked On Bulls podcast, producing podcasts left and right, even in the offseason. On Twitter, at On Bulls, at Jordan C. Malley, and at Bulls underscore Peck. I don't have Twitter. I don't do anything like that. And I love what you guys do with the show. I listen to every episode. You guys are one of the best podcasts, period y'all keep doing what you do best i love you guys so kick back relax and get ready for the best hour of your day it's 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 raw. you can just see the vibe locked on bulls starts now here are your hosts jordan malley and matt peck okay cool i was
1: hoping it wasn't one of those programs. what's up and welcome into locked on bulls part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm jordan malley Along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Mally at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked on Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us at 331-979-1369. It's a little bit different on today's episode. Matt is actually not with me. We are going to be back tomorrow doing mailbags, so make sure you get your text messages, your voicemails, anything you got for us in at 331-979-1369. I jumped on Locked On Raptors with having a few days off in between the All-Star break and no actual games going on. We decided that we would put our feelers out there from a bunch of different teams to see if they wanted to possibly talk through potential trade candidates, I guess, people that would, teams that would be interested in guys that would be willing to be dealt before this deadline. Came across the Locked On Raptors and Sean Woodley hosts the Locked On Raptors podcast. Does a great job there. So I spent I spent a decent amount of time with him. Well, probably about a half hour talking through a potential Thaddeus Young trade. Uh, I will set it up this way that we talked through a lot of different options. They talked quickly a little bit about what Thaddeus Young has done with this Bulls team and does so effectively. Talked a little bit about what it would take from the Raptors side and also from the Bulls side. Weighing options of first round picks, All of that good stuff. And then finally, ask a little bit about some other players on the roster, including what's the availability of Denzel Valentine, Lowry Markinen, and even Wendell Carter Jr. So over the next couple of segments here, that's what you're going to hear broken up into three different parts. It was a great conversation. Got a little bit of an insight, too, on what a team outside of Chicago really thinks about this Bulls team. And also, too, just the perspective on how they value Bulls players and what a deal would ultimately look like. Again, preface this with my mindset going into this was thinking about how AK and Mark Eversley are going to approach the trade deadline. If they're going to approach the trade deadline with kind of keeping their options open but not panicking and having to make a move, it's kind of the mindset I had with Thaddeus Young here. So the biggest sticking point was again around the first round picks. Many of the discussions that have been had about Thaddeus Young and dealing him have been about, can you get a first round pick? Is he worth a first round pick? Can you get more for him? So throughout this episode, hopefully you get a better idea, at least from one team in the Eastern Conference, that is interested in acquiring Thaddeus Young. Without further ado, here is Sean Woodley and me yesterday on On Raptors.
2: Today, we're here to make Thaddeus Young into a Toronto Raptor. And I guess, Jordan, the place to start here is for people who haven't watched the Bulls this year. And Raptors fans have not come across them so far on the schedule. So maybe Raptors fans have not been watching a ton of Chicago Bulls basketball. Uh, I guess this is where to start before we dive into the particulars of what a trade might look like. What's been the difference for Thad Young this year? He's playing basically point center, is what I gather. He's averaging a career high in assists and like blowing that number out of the water for his career. He's, you know, kind of reinvented himself a little bit here. What is the secret to the revamped Thad Young and what's he been doing differently to uh, affect the Bulls and make them a team that is very much kind of in the same? category as the Raptors within the Eastern Conference right now.
1: Yeah, man. Thaddeus Young, I don't know if it was the spell of Jim Boylan or if it was just <laughs> the idea that Jim Boylan and the Bulls were, were trying to change Thaddeus Young's game after being in the league for over 10 years was a little bit bizarre. I just feel like it was a refreshing reset for not only Thaddeus Young, but adding a couple of veterans around him and allowing him to play a little bit more of a smaller system, but also have honestly... A higher usage than both Matt and I on Locked on Bulls had ever expected from this season. But I think in part, it's Zach Levine finding sort of that veteran, that that next level player that he can find consistently every single night. And I don't know what it is Thaddeus Young has... Decided to watch a lot of, I guess, Draymond Green tape. A lot of bigs that can pass, man, because he's reinvented himself and he has been this probably, I would say, the second best bull on this team and the most consistent. So uh, it's the passing ability, the ability to do a little bit of everything and not focus so much on his scoring has allowed a lot of things to open up for this Bulls team.
2: That's uh, yeah, that's a really, really great summation of what's going on with Thad Young. And look, I gotta say, it's not a sort of long time lust I've had for the Raptors to trade for Thad Young. This is sort of a week-long little infatuation that has been building for me as I've watched the sort of Raptors skew small and maybe need a a center a little bit less. You know, Aaron Baines has kind of found a nice little roll off the bench. He's filling those minutes admirably, and it's not too much of a concern now when he's out there because they're putting him in a position to succeed, and they've just decided to play their best players small. And as they lean small, I've been kind of focusing my attention more on forwards who can slot in next to OGN and OB and Pascal Siakam at basically any spot. It doesn't really matter who's playing which position as opposed to looking for traditional centers to allow the Raptors to get to those small lineups a little bit more often. And Thad Young, to me, putting him inside along it's uh, putting him a, alongside sorry Siakam and OG sounds pretty attractive to me it feels like a pretty switchable defensive setup it feels like there's lots of playmaking there between Siakam and Thad young you know OG can be the nominal center or Thad can be the nominal center i guess so jordan my question for you is have we seen a lot of thad young working in small ball lineups effectively this season for the bulls how has it looked and do you think that would be a pretty seamless fit if he were to find himself on the raptors
1: absolutely it's kind of funny you have OG who is kind of like the upgraded version of Patrick Williams at this point. And that's really <laughs> what the Bulls have closed with. They've closed with that. young at the five, Patrick Williams at the four, Garrett Temple at the three, Zach and a mix between Kobe and Thomas Adaransky, depending on matchups. But that's been their best closing lineup all year consistently. Anytime they've tried to go back to Wendell Carter, it seems like Wendell Carter in the last couple of weeks can't even get on the floor in closing games. That's how good Thaddeus Young has been. That's how consistent. And the Bulls have had a whole ton of trouble in the last five minutes of games this season and last And part of the reason why the Bulls are picking up wins on top of what Zach Levine has done this season is Thaddeus Young's consistency on the defensive end, being able to control the ball, find guys in open space and just make good decisions. So 100%, I think he would be a seamless fit in a smaller ball lineup. And you wouldn't be able to, you you shouldn't be afraid to think Thaddeus Young out there in the last three minutes of a game and the game's tight within two possessions and be scared. He he would be one of the best lockdown defenders for you too. On top of that, could do a little bit of everything on the offensive end. So uh he would fit seamless. And I, I would be excited him him next to OG Ananobi.
2: You're speaking my language right now, man. Um I, I guess you know you mentioned the Bulls are picking up wins playing in the smaller configuration. And like I said, they're right in the same tier as the Raptors record-wise. They're 16 and 18. I still think I'd say the Raptors are a better team and you know, that we've kind of seen that bear out over the last little while here as they've clawed back to 500 after the awful start. Um, But I guess the question before we even dive into the particulars of what a trade might look like is what would the Bulls motivation be to trade that young or to be active sellers at the deadline anyway? You know, are they kind of still in that? rebuildish mode where they're still looking to accrue talent for the future kind of like a second wave of talent after their first round kind of didn't work so well or are they more in buy mode? Like what's their mindset heading into the deadline here as they are as good as they've been in quite a while? I
1: think with a lot of the moves that the Bulls have made since they made an overhaul with their front office and at head, even at head coach with one of the first decisions, a lot of the decisions that they've made, they've kept very close to the vest. You see rumors and the Bulls are involved in a lot over the last six months, last eight months. A lot of those rumors didn't end up coming true. A lot of coaches connected to the Bulls. A lot of players connected to the Bulls in the draft and in free agency a lot of it didn't come true and a lot of the moves that they did make were outside the box moves surprise one being the billy donovan hire so i think a lot of a a lot of uh, our conversation this year on locked on bulls has been around what is what is the theme of this year is it is it year four or is it year one of a rebuild Mm. and they haven't really picked that lane yet so i guess what i would say is the Bulls sound like that they need to be blown away in order to trade away Thaddeus Young because not only how important he's been to this team on the surface level in-game, how important he is to Zach Levine's development. And Mm. if they are truly committed long-term to Zach Levine, Thaddeus Young has kind of been his mentor. He goes all the way back to his Minnesota days as being teammates with Thaddeus Young, and he's really helped him a lot, along with Garrett Temple too. So trading away Thaddeus Young signals to Zach Levine, hey, I don't know if we're ready to commit to winning yet. And that's exactly the opposite of what Zach Levine wants to do right now. He wants to win. Before we get into the actual negotiation that talks about what it would cost the Raptors to give up in order to acquire Thaddeus Young, would the Bulls actually be willing to trade for him? all of that good stuff want to tell you guys about our friends at rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for you. Now let's get into the actual back and forth conversation negotiation about what it would cost for Thaddeus Young. Back to Locked On
2: Raptors and Locked On Bulls. All right, Jordan, let's dive into what a Raptors Thaddeus Young trade would look like. The sort of going package for a lot of dudes the Raptors have been in the conversations for is not much in terms of sexy players. It's mostly... Like a package of salaries plus picks. Uh, is that something, first of all, that you think the Bulls would be interested in? Do, do they have the wherewithal to wave a couple guys to welcome in a couple bodies if there's a three for one or something that needs to take place? What's their sort of setup and, and potential interest in, you know, stuff plus picks being the basis of a deal?
1: Yeah, I think that's. It's definitely an option. I think the first thing on the table, too, without a doubt, would be a first-round pick. That's what they would be mm-hmm. looking for as the meat of this this deal. On top of that, too, they don't want to be locked up long-term uh, having to take any money back because Thaddeus Young's contract is very, very good. And next year's last final year of the deal is only partially guaranteed. So the Bulls are in a good spot with that. He is young as far as his contract goes, but there's a kind of a couple of pieces on this Bulls team that we don't really know what they're doing or they're not really having an impact. One of the guys is Chandler Hutchison. He hasn't, he's a young controllable wing that the Bulls haven't seen play at all this year. So It's kind of a mystery what they're doing with him, but they also have other players, too, that can't crack the rotation consistently. Like Cristiano Felicio is on his last year of his deal. Luke Cornett is on a one-year deal. And Daniel Gafford on his last year of his rookie contract, too. So the Bulls have a lot of guys, guys that aren't making big impacts right away. So if it's a matter of waiving a guy or matching a salary to just send for a roster spot, the Bulls definitely have those guys. Um, So I don't think that would... That would deter the bulls from trading Thaddeus Young for multiple pieces coming back,
2: okay, cool. So let me throw you this deal first. I have one that might be a little bit better, maybe appeal more to Chicago long term, but let's try this one first. see what you say. So basically, I've cobbled together the usual salaries that are being thrown into a lot of these deals, which is Aaron Baines, who has a team option after this year for seven million bucks uh, for one more year beyond this one, and then Patrick McCaw, who's an expiring four million dollars. And also, Terrence Davis Uh, Davis is a person we've talked about a lot on this podcast he has the domestic violence case uh, that was uh, sort of dismissed but not really dismissed without any sort of implication of wrongdoing a couple weeks ago uh, and has been quite bad this season outside of a couple games recently where he scored quite well Uh, you know I, I don't know I feel kind of gross always including him in trades too, just because the Raptors don't deserve to get good things back for him, considering they've kind of sheltered him all season long from facing the media and all this stuff. Uh, But I've included him in the deal. I'm selling you on this really hard. Uh, And I've also tossed in a 2023 lottery-protected first-rounder. How does that sound as a sort of starting offer if you're the Raptors to the Bulls for Thaddeus Young?
1: I think you're in the ballpark. It's not outrageous, but I think that they would want the first round pick earlier and no protections on it either. I think that's how valuable Thaddeus Young is on the open market right now. There's going to be teams that could potentially bid against the Raptors for this. So I think regardless of being the Raptors or not, if the bulls were to trade Thaddeus Young, I can guarantee that they're going to get a first round pick for him. So that would have to be on the table right away. The bulls would be looking short term to add, potentially have two picks that they could move up or ultimately take a step ahead and maybe trade for somebody next to Zach Levine this summer. Those are all options on the table too, to think about. So they would want assets that they could maybe turn around right away and see a return. So uh, Aaron Baines is one player that I had in a most logical trade from the Bulls to the Raptors. Uh, He would be somebody that would fit in perfectly. He would kind of make up for what the Bulls would be losing in Thaddeus Young. Obviously you would make up in the passing element of it but you would certainly get the rebounds and that's what the bulls are looking for and just a big body to give wendell carter jr a break and they're kind of still trying to figure out if they want to play mark it at the five too so i think just having another reliable veteran big there at a cheap controllable cost makes sense it's just kind of the other pieces around it too i had stanley johnson i don't know how important he is to the raptors but he was somebody the bulls were interested in a couple of years ago I don't know what the level of interest on Stanley Johnson is for the Raptors or how involved he is there, but multiple guys like that. Patrick McCall was another name that I had written down to as well. These would be guys that the Bulls would kind of just test out.
2: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, Johnson is also one of those names that gets thrown in along with McCaw and Baines for all salary matching purposes. Uh, And, you know, he's kind of fallen out of favor in the rotation recently. He's been forced to play the last two games because the Raptors had no players available. But for the most part, he's kind of fallen behind DeAndre Bembry, even Yuta Watanabe in the Raptors rotation and is not getting a ton of run. That said, if they were to trade away to Aaron Baines, they would still need some production from like an actual center. And at six foot six, Stanley Johnson is like the second closest thing to an actual center on the roster. So maybe that's a complication. But that young would, I think, kind of solve that complication quite a bit. Uh, But it's good to know I'm in like the sort of ballpark. You know, if I was to move it up to a 2022 first rounder that's top 10 protected, would that potentially be a little bit more appealing?
1: I don't think the bulls do it. I, oh. I think that's how important it is to Zach Levine and mm. they haven't chose a route yet. Like they haven't really decided what they want to do with Zach Levine long term. If it's from the things that we are hearing just from the first half Zach Levine had, it seems like he's off limits. He's going to stay here long term If that's the thing that he wants to do, uh, the bulls I think are recommitted to seeing how good Zach Levine can be. And he's only 26 right now. Uh, Go back four years. The Bulls traded away their best player. Imagine trying to sell your fan base four years later after three and a half of terrible basketball and a lot of disinterest. A new front office coming in and pitching, Hey, we're going to, we're going to trade away our best player again because we think it's year one. They could do that, but it doesn't sound like they're going to want to do that. So, Again, that's how important Thaddeus Young is. That's how important making the playoffs is to Zach Levine. And for a lot of these young guys, just getting some playoff experience, even if they don't have to do anything at the trade deadline, I think is a win for the new front office for Billy Donovan, most importantly for Zach Levine. So you got to sweeten the deal. I don't think the Bulls do anything less than having a 2021 first round pick
2: in play in a deal for that. So how is there a player on the Raptors roster? I'm thinking about one person in particular, and I'm curious if you'll say this person's name. Is there a player on the Raptors roster outside of their sort of core four, which I don't think are getting dealt for Thad Young? The idea is to pair Thad Young with those guys. Is there someone who would maybe make them a little bit more lenient on the pick, whether it's protections, whether it's having it further off in the future? Uh, There's one guy I have in mind. I'm curious if he comes out of your mouth right now.
1: Your core four being Siakam, Van Vliet, Ananobi, and...
2: Lowry for now. He's he's part of that group still. And I guess and Norm is also... But yeah, Norm's not getting dealt this year either. He's been too important, I guess, is the is the thing with him.
1: That's too bad. I was pitching Matt a couple of weeks ago how the Bulls need to go out and get Zach's teammate, Norm, and reunite <laughs> them together. Um, is it Chris the, Boucher?
2: The, the, the poutine dream himself. Uh, that's... Kind of, so I'm wondering, like, a Stanley Johnson, Chris Boucher... And like a protected 2022 or 2023 first. Is that going to move the needle? Boucher's on a $6.5 million contract this year. He's got the team option for next year as well. Um, and he's been very, very good this season. My thinking is if you're the Raptors, I think Thad Young is a more reliable upgrade on Boucher. They do different things, obviously. You miss Boucher's shot blocking in the corners and whatnot, but Thad Young is just a more night-to-night steady dude you can count on who could, in theory, play next to Baines as well in the second unit or he could slide into the starting five, obviously, and maybe bump Norm Powell to the bench uh in lieu of uh in lieu of Thad. So yeah, Johnson Boucher and like a protected future first. Is that moving the needle enough? Like is Boucher enough of a sort of upside-y, fun scoring addition that maybe they get a little bit softer on the need for a pick this year?
1: I think I was actually surprised. Like that's a name that I wrote down, but surprised I was like, he's having a pretty decent year and I don't know on that controllable of a contract and still being in a position to win at least short term for the Raptors. I I was surprised. I'm actually surprised that you're bringing that name up. But that at least keeps you on the phone, I think, with the front office. They would probably want to try to squeeze as much as they could leverage uh, that first round pick as much as they could. That's certainly possible too, because the Bulls have a decision to make on Lowry Barkin in this summer too. He's a restricted free agent; they have the option to match any contract, but still, they're not—they're still unsure of what they're going to do with Wendell Carter Jr. long-term, where he fits into all of this. Adding another big to that, it's an open—it's open season for anybody that wants to come in and take over the position long-term. And he seems like a player that Artur Carnachovis has kind of targeted with Denver in the past and same thing with Mark Eversley in Philadelphia and tracing it all the way back. They're all with long bigs that can shoot score mm. rebound that that's interesting. I think you keep the bulls on the phone.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think you'd meet a lot of resistance from Raptors fans to trading Chris Boucher. He's Canadian. That is matters to people here, even though it probably shouldn't. Uh, and he's been really, really fun and good this season. My thinking is maybe he's kind of at the peak of his value. And if you want playoff reliability Thad young is going to offer that in a way that Chris Boucher doesn't really, and you're, you're not really sure if he will, maybe, maybe he will this season, but he has not in the past. Um, and look, I, you know, Raptors fans are probably listening to this being like, stop trading away our first round picks. You know, we're, we're not a title team. Like we got to reload for the future and all that stuff. And look, I think people know my stance on what I think this team should be doing. I think they have a shot at, you know, squeaking into a second or third round in the East, considering the East is full of a bunch of frauds and cowards and the Raptors themselves are in that group of frauds and cowards. I, 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 they're not a perfect team by any means. They've been extremely inconsistent, but I would like to see one last kick at the can an earnest shot with Kyle Lowry on the team, potentially bring him back. I'm not in the trade Kyle Lowry camp at all. So I, I, think trading the first round pick if especially if it's protected in the future is not the end of the world but i totally understand if people have issues with that Uh, by the way johnson boucher and a pick it does keep the raptors under the luxury tax it's uh only 10.3 going up for 13.5 in return but it keeps them under the tax so it is technically legal to do take a listen to this
1: from sean woodley and me kind of a back and forth and a little bit of another good perspective on what teams outside of Chicago were thinking about some of the young players on this roster and more specifically somebody like Wendell Carter Jr. Before we do that, I want to tell you guys quickly about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online is you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's fifty 50- percent welcome bonus on your first deposit you put in five hundred dollars they're going to give you two hundred and fifty free. so go to their website use their mobile device use the promo code locked on for 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts all right back all right, Jordan, to let's our this little thing bit up. of a I crossover with Drake, that Ridley i wanted and to London ask you about wendell Ranchers.
2: carter jr uh he's making 5.4 million this year he's got one more year on his deal after this year as well He's had uh, an up and down tenure with the Bulls, I guess is fair to say, more down than up, I I guess. Um, I think things have been better this year without Jim Boylan uh, kind of overseeing everything, as most things have been better in Chicago as a result of no more Boylan. But what's, do you think, the appetite of the Bulls to deal Wendell Carter and what might that take? Because. I could certainly see the Raptors being in play for him, especially considering they're looking at a bit of a reset here potentially going forward and could use some younger, more established ish players to slot in alongside their guys they have signed long term in Fred Van Vliet, uh, OG Ananobi, and Pascal Siakam. So, Wendell Carter Jr., available at all? And what might it take?
1: If you're not going to build around a deal around OG Ananobi or Fred Van Vliet, they probably hang up the phone. Right. That's That to me, I think, is the biggest sticking point is if they're going to trade Wendell Carter Jr., an extra year to decide on what he he's only 21, an extra year to decide on him. They have to make a decision about Lowry Markin in this summer. But Matt and I have flipped back and forth, back and forth all season on trying to pick out uh, some hidden gems that either Billy Donovan says or AK or the front office drops about these guys to kind of formulate our opinions long-term about this team. And, you know, we've had nights where we said, Wendell Carter Jr. looks amazing. He's doing everything right. He's shot blocking. He's defending. He can switch at multiple positions. And he also can get the bucket whenever he wants. And then there's other nights where he disappears. And over the last couple of weeks, he hasn't even closed games. The biggest thing about Wendell Carter Jr. that the Bulls have missed while he was out with an injury was his defensive consistency, his ability to box guys out, to rebound. The Bulls missed that on a night-to-night basis. But all of a sudden, Thaddeus Young has been closing games. Wendell Carter Jr. can't get into games because he can't stop bigs. Mm-hmm. Guys like Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, he's he's getting dominated by even guys that he, he should have relatively good nights against. Like Marvin Bagley, for one, was a night that he got dominated and it got covered up by Wendell having a great offensive night. Little things like that, I think, question the long-term viability of can you play carter in the system that they have built around zach levine can you play him at the five i think there's still some questions but look he hasn't played a full season with the bulls yet he's Mm -hmm. been hurt every single year and him zach levine lowry markinen and kobe white have played i think less than 30 games together collectively and markinen carter and levine have played a collective they just hit their first full season together in terms of games so i think the front office really likes Lowry Markin and sees a ton of potential in him, but they see the same in Wendell Carter Jr. So if he's available, it's to upgrade, not to rebuild for the future, in my opinion.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the bulls would be stupid to move on from Wendell Carter, Jr. You mentioned he's just 21, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and he like centers it to take some time uh, once in a while. Like, and not everyone's going to be able to guard Joel Embiid, And that's fine. If he can switch on defense and like you say, he's a good rebounder. He's shown a little bit of playmaking acumen here and there. Uh, I think they'd be foolish to move on. I was just curious. It's, it's a bummer that the bulls don't have bad front office people anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It really was nice when it was like, Oh, Garf Foreman might be dumb enough to do that. Obviously that's not the case anymore. They have intelligent people running the show. So you got to turn your attention to other hapless organizations to try to pick their good players out for nothing. Uh, shout out to the Kings. You mentioned Marvin Bagley. That's a potential one there. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. Is there anyone else on the Bulls you think might be sort of gettable? You know, the Thomas Ransky's kicking around. I don't know if the Raptors, they might be able to cobble together a couple salaries for him if he's maybe not in the Bulls' long-term plans and get a little bit extra ball handling. Um, you know, there's, I guess, you mentioned Chandler Hutchinson who's barely played and is maybe not. He's going to be great a somebody
1: he's going to be somebody that's going to be talked about in deals. If the bulls do end up making a deal, I think mm-hmm. he's most likely to go. It seems either it, we, we haven't really found out. It's kind of unknown whether Chandler Hutchison is still recovering from an injury or if it's a thing with Billy Donovan that they got into. It was a few weeks back that him and Donovan got into something on the road against OKC, and we haven't seen Hutchison play since then. Hmm. Uh, he hasn't been able to get crack the rotation hardly at all. I think he just needs a fresh start. He'd be a great piece to trade with a guy like Denzel Valentine, who Denzel Valentine's up on a contract after this season. He's looking for a place to be a consistent s- score. He can do a little bit of everything, but Denzel this season just likes to go on a shooting frenzy, and he's been good from three overall, but uh, he can do a little bit of everything. He'd be another guy that I could see traded. You mentioned Thomas Sadoransky as well. I could see that. Um, Obviously, the most calls are going to be on him. Otto Porter Jr. as well, just because of contract matching. But Thaddeus Young, I think they're going to take the most calls on.
2: Man, I'm bummed Otto Porter Jr. makes so much money, and it's so difficult to match something with the Raptors because he would be a lovely little addition to that front court rotation. And like him with OG and Siakam would be, a ton of fun I think and like who cares who's playing what position play. <laughs> yeah that's true too <laughs>
1: Matt and I just talked about this on yesterday's episode is like what's up with Otto Porter Jr we haven't heard anything about him in a few weeks uh, the last time we got an update on him he wasn't even close to five on five contact in practice so his back has really been bothering him but he was, he's was he been amazing when he's been out there and been able to be healthy and play alongside Zach and Lowry uh, and and I should mention too Lowry Markkinen is, is available I'm sure they are the co- taking question calls on him as well just because of the contract looming as well in this summer and I don't know if they're going to want to pay him so I think there's a lot of players that they're willing to listen on but uh, they value everything in. they don't they're not in a position where they need to sell anything I think that they're sitting in a really good position right now if they have to stand pat they're okay with doing that and going this summer to reevaluate because the Bulls will have 40 plus million if they don't do anything at this trade deadline right now to spend uh, so they could reload that way and keep the same ro- roster going into next season
2: Interesting stuff, man. Uh, you know, marketing would be someone I think the Raptors would be after as a potential guy to use their cap space on this summer if he was anything of a defender. He doesn't really fit on that end of the floor with the way they like to play. Let me ask but you the, this: how much yeah. is
1: how much do you think he's worth? How much do you think the Raptors would realistically <laughs> offer him? Say he comes back and averages what he's averaging right now: nineteen point one points on fifty one point four percent shooting, and he's he's down in his three point percentage, but near forty percent.
2: Yeah, it's tough because I think there are other and like, I don't even know if the Raptors are going to be using their cap space on outside guys. They might just re-sign Norm and potentially Lowry and kind of eat up all their money, which I'd be fine with. But If they are going to go and play the restricted free agency game, I think it's far more likely they throw a big contract at John Collins just because he's a much better fit. And like him with OG and Siakam is something I've been thinking about for, uh, I don't know, four months (laughs) and how rad that would be. Um, (laughs) We're marketing just the defensive side of the ball hasn't come along for him in the way that I think the Raptors like all of their players to be at least a baseline of good at defense, if not great. Um, And so I, I don't even think he'd really be in there Plans honestly, just because of the defensive deficiencies and the fact that they have other stuff like Chris Boucher is sort of a a dollar store version of marketing, right? Yeah, I I think it's probably pretty unlikely they'd even think about it in terms of like what I'd be comfortable as a general manager paying for Larry marketing. I I don't know, like 15 million probably around there. Like he's a very good offensive player. I feel like there's probably going to be a ceiling that's imposed by his defense and. You know, thinking about postseason series, it feels like he's always going to be a guy who gets targeted and is a liability out there. But, you know, for some team that needs offense from the big man spot, you could do a lot worse, I, I suppose. And but somebody no, you I don't can think he'd really be in the plans.
1: yeah, only 23 that you could develop. But yeah, you guys are clogged at that position and with the same similar skill sets. I was curious though, just to get an opinion on what what somebody outside of Chicago would think about Lowry marketing on the open market and what teams could potentially offer. But you're right, John Collins has had himself a really good year this year. I think he's most likely to get paid out of anybody mm-hmm. in this group. Lowry marketing has just been hurt and he had a chance to kind of prove himself and get into the same conversation as Berton's money. I, I think that's more likely now that you're right. I think spot on 14, 15 million a year over three or four years makes a lot of sense. And the Bulls would match that. The Bulls would bring it back for that. Mm-hmm. I think when you get in the territory of 70 or 80 million, that's when they really have to think long and hard about their future.
2: Yeah, and like just between him and Carter, like I would take Wendell Carter 10 times out of 10 for the Raptors just in their situation and what they could use and what Wendell Carter does well. So, All right,
1: that's going to about do it here on Locked On Bulls. Want to thank Sean Woodley again for having me on Locked On Raptors to discuss, although I don't think we really got, we didn't really get anywhere. If you listen to Matt and I talk all the time, weekly, monthly, Whatever, the conversation has quickly grown into Thaddeus Young being one of the most important pieces to the success of this team this year outside of Zach Levine. Time will tell if they make a decision and one that they're willing to pull a trigger on somebody as important as Thaddeus Young to send to maybe the Raptors or any other team around the NBA. It got us a good look at not only what another team in this conference thinks about the Bulls young players, how they're performing, but also just one of the many teams that is going to be interested in Thaddeus Young leading up to the trade deadline. And not even the trade deadline, it's really going to extend into the summer too. Thaddeus Young is here for another year, it's going to be even more valuable this summer too, especially if he's part of the reason the Bulls make the playoffs this year. But plenty of action left, a lot of games still left to be played, and a big second half for this Bulls team. We'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag episode, breaking all this down. You're taking your questions, your voicemails, 331-979-1369, the place to hit us up. We're on Twitter, at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Lockdown Bulls For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces.
0: Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com.
2: Thanks a lot.